How are you now? I'm Shane O'Keefe and this is Scoreline Extra. Coming up in this episode, we have all the reaction from the All-Ireland Junior Football Final. Kilkenny versus New York, New York. We'll also be looking ahead to next weekend's All-Ireland Final. Hearing the thoughts of both managers, John Kiley and Derek Ling. Some players like Mike Casey and Conor Fogarty. And Michael Walsh breaks it down for us as well. The two-time All-Ireland winning goalkeeper. Elsewhere, we will look at the intermediate camogie side of things for Kilkenny with Seamus Kelly. Carlo LGFA with the boss Ed Burke and Rob Higton, the Kilkennian District League chairperson. We're going to start though with the All-Ireland Football Final. We did. Uh, yeah, I thought we might get. I don't know whether I wanted extra time or not, but I thought that's the way it was going. Um, I suppose really the harm was done the first half. We were very passive. We were very dead in ourselves. I suppose that's the result as well. Uh, Friday night, we had a tough game Friday night, and it went down to the wire, and that took a lot out of us. And that's what we were afraid of. And I suppose that it, it, it came. To, uh, that's the way it worked out. To be honest, because it took us a long time to get going. We were very. We, we were tired looking yeah, for a long I time. Mick Malone's goal chance in the first half, looking nine times out of ten, he'd put it away, and this time he didn't. That was a let off for New York and a big disappointment for us. It was, and we took a lot of wrong decisions the first half. We were caught in position a lot, and we, you know, we just weren't playing well. We weren't, we, there was no energy or anything about us the first half, really. And uh, New York missed a lot too, actually, early on, and it was five points we lead. We looked, we, oh, we, were, we were in real bother at half time, really. But we made a few substitutes then, and that, that gave us a bit of life to us, and we got our way back into it. And, uh, we could have won it in the end. We yeah. didn't, but we could have. Yeah, yeah. Kieran Quilty made a big introduction, and indeed Rory, Rory Mokes and that. And I suppose maybe in hindsight, maybe you might have been better off to bring him on earlier. Yes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, I suppose just to, to find the balance and and yeah, because they're, they're not the big. I suppose we wanted our our, our big men. I suppose uh, look. I probably want to give everyone every chance. Is that the way of putting this? And uh, uh, well, it didn't work out anyway. But you'd have to admire New York the way they kept plugging away, and they got some good scores at the end to win the game. They did because we did go ahead of them, like we did. We, we did uh, overtake them there in the third quarter, and and you know we were looking, we were in a good position, and we our, our subs were, were were bringing a bit of energy and a bit of go forward ball to us. Uh, you know we were scoring, and it looked good. But they came back and they took their chances and. They kept going as well, and you know they weren't that far off. You know last year they weren't that far off, and so um, good luck to them. And Christy, you know last one this year, last year, last this year. Uh, this competition though is important for Kilkenny because it does give those lads who are interested in football an opportunity to play on the intercounty scene, and I think it could be expanded next year with North America coming in. So it's going to be a competition that's potentially growing. Yeah, it's it, it's very good, and and you know we had great. We had over forty training there nearly every night. Every every challenge match we played, like we with two different fifteens or two different halves, and I suppose that's you know you know that's uh, you know it, it says how much the, the the interest that's in it, and you know all all the panel were were here today, and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, it's good. It's 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 great. Until ten minutes ago. <laughs> well, that's very true. Cool, you've you've more than played your part, and. Uh, Hopefully the energy is there for energy is there for another year next year. Yeah, we'll see now. Yeah, yeah, we'll. we'll um, that's it for this year anyway, and that's the way it worked out. Christy, before you go, without being controversial, there was a decision at the end. It ended up being a goal kick, but it seemed like a blatant free to Kenny. They got a yellow card. You got no free, and you must have felt hard done by on that occasion. 
Well, look, not trying to be... I, I don't blame referees anyway for anything. I thought he could have done one or two. I thought we might have got a decision there. Yeah, one or two. That was the one over at the corner. Yes. I think the ball was wide first, they yeah, said. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Unless they said the ball was wide, and uh, that's the linesman. So, so you couldn't really argue about that. Now, yeah, look, if you wanted to get picky, you could yeah. pick up a lot of things, and everyone could trace every free back to something. So... Uh, I suppose over the hour we didn't play well enough, and that's it. Like we played three points in the first half. Minutes, yeah. three points the first half. A lot of wides, and like I said earlier, we were very passive and very, very. We were standing off fellas, and we weren't alert to their kickouts or their movement or anything like that. They had more of a bounce and more pep in their step the first half. And your keeper had a great save in the second half, also. That's right. That's right. He had. Uh, he had. Uh, but uh, the second half, I, I was just commenting earlier that maybe the game, and it worked out the same last year really, the game on the Friday night is a lot, you know, yeah. we had a tough game again last Friday night, and it went, it went the whole, it went 65, 66 minutes, and just tough going in the West, and, and uh, against the wind, and that was what we were afraid of, that to take too much out of us, and I suppose that's the way it worked out, you know, that's an excuse for the first half anyway, I, I think, but uh, look, overall we can't... Uh, we can only congratulate New York and good luck to them. Kevin Moriarty, New York, I'm entering here. Congratulations, Kevin. Uh, a great win for us, a historic win for you up here and uh, in Croke Park. It's absolutely fantastic. We've had a great year right through since last November. We've gone hard with this um, between seniors and juniors and all the clubs over there and all the support we got from the, the clubs. Lads, it's a fabulous to win this. Uh, we were here last year. We got beaten. We knew we had a job to do this year. We came. We worked hard and we got the victory today. It's absolutely brilliant. Now, you had a game on Friday night against uh, Warwickshire that you had to work hard in it, but, you know, maybe I'm a little biased from the Kilkenny side, but they had a, probably a stiffer match again in London in the second game, and, and they looked a little bit tired today, certainly early on. Um, Kilkenny are big and strong. They're, they're well able to, to come out two days afterwards. Listen, the guys, our guys are fit. They work like dogs. They're absolutely phenomenal bunch of lads. They never give up there. Even the last minute or two, we went down by a pint. And they came back storming lads, and then they held it in the end. It's absolutely brilliant. What did you think when Kilkenny did manage to get their goal and uh, it, it put them in a strong position? To be honest with you, a little bit nervous after what happened last year, but we know that the backbone of this team has always been just never give up, never give up. Johnny McGinney has been instilling that to the lads since last November between the juniors and seniors and that's what they do they never stop they go when the ball is thrown in there's lads that are sitting down out there probably right now with exhaustion they're a great bunch what does it mean for New York GA because uh, it's very vibrant over there development of Gaelic Park and other developments planned there what does it do for the GA, GA in New York uh, listen everything's a positive every time we win something every time we we come to Ireland be, be it a Fela a U16 a 17s boys girls camogie anytime the New York can come home and win something in, in Ireland is absolutely a huge boost for us over there. And, uh, the, and here the, the game is obviously very much alive in New York, and we know the scene very well over there. And uh, for these lads to come back and probably winning Croke Park, it makes it even extra special. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's one lad in that team there who had never set foot in Ireland before. This is his first trip to Ireland, and he's after winning a, a, an All Ireland medal. Like you, you can't beat it, lads. It's absolutely brilliant. I was just going to ask you, how many New Yorkers have you? Because you've had senior in Carlow a few weeks back, and it was a lot of New Yorkers born and bred on the senior football team. How many have you now? 
The, every one of these players are born and bred in New York. Every single one of them. They went through the whole minor system over there. That's they're all out of New York. Every one of them. And are you staying put now for the World Games, or have you to travel back and different New Yorkers representing in, in Derry in two weeks' time? Uh, different group. I, I, I don't know much about it to be honest with you, but it's a different group. Well, New York's a big place. <laughs> <laughs> We've our job done, I think now, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll enjoy tonight, and and uh, we just it's absolutely great, lads. There's talks next year of uh, North America sending a team over to the junior as well, so that's going to expand it a little bit. Now, how they'll run the competition, we're not sure, but that has to be good for a team, perhaps a team from Europe as well, because this is a competition that suits those. Uh, uh, divisional GA units. Yeah, listen. The more teams, the better, and the more, the more. The, one of the biggest problems we have in New York is we can't get playing time. We, we've no one to play. We're playing every week against ourselves, and it gets very familiar. Like if I'm marking you every other day, I know exactly which way you're turning. We don't get, we don't get new opposition, and that's one of our biggest. There's no problem with their skills. There's no problem with their fitness, their strength. It's just all game time. We need game time in a lot of it. What county man yourself, Kevin? I'm from Kerry. Kerry, well done. Well done. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Kevin. Darkling, the county is looking forward to an All Ireland final. Can you? Ah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's something um, it's something you have to look forward to embrace. Um, obviously, we have a bit of work to do in between, but um, it's the place we want to be. So, look, delighted to be there, and it's um, just making sure that uh, we get the preparations right now and um, yeah, attack the final. Could you give us a bit of an insight into that, Derek? What is preparation like for a team that only have two weeks from a semi final into a final? Ah, look, it's challenging because uh, I mean, you're we're still in recovery mode, really, from the semi-final. It was a huge game, took a huge amount out of the players. So, like you know, genu- realistically, it takes a, a really a week, even mentally, to to recover from it, not alone physically. So, um, at the same time, thoughts of you know are, are going towards the final now and getting ready for that, and preparations are underway. So, um, but look, not complaining. Rather to be rather be there than not, and uh, you know we'll take that challenge on. And you are there off the back of that brilliant performance and result against Clare. Um, you must have been incredibly satisfied as a manager to see what your players left out on the pitch in that game. Yeah, no, for sure. And they've been doing that all year. They've been fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, the attitude from our players, I couldn't ask for, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest. Um, and it's about, it's always about the next challenge, though. And we'll need that again the next day from everybody involved. And, uh, but... I think everybody involved is looking forward to that challenge and you know that's what's that's what it's all about. And just in relation to that game against Clare, there's so many moments, the own Cody goal, the own Murphy save, Connor Fogarty's block. What impressed you the most as the manager? I look you look at they're all big moments in the game and they're they're key moments because, you know, one doesn't happen, you don't win the game. Um but look, they're big players and that's that's what they do. Um but overall I think a work rate throughout the field, you know, led by, you know, TJ, you know, it's it was outstanding Connor Forty lads like that. But it was all over and then we got the you know, we had the impact from the bench as well. And uh I think, you know, that was uh that was the reason why we got over the line. The experienced players, you mentioned TJ Reid there, Connor Fogarty, obviously the likes of Richie Hogan, Walter Walsh and so many others, their impact off the bench in the last number of games as well. How crucial have they been to Kilkenny this year, but also maybe for you in your first year in charge? I look, they're, first of all, they're fantastic players, fantastic people as well, and they're kind of, they've been there, they've done that, they've brought their experience into play and they lead by example all the time when it comes to training, um, match situations, everything. Um, so, I mean, 
anyone coming into a panel, any younger players can only feed off that and they see that. And like, you know, they're coming on and making a contribution. Some of them have started, some have not um, in different days. And, uh, you know, we'll need a contribution from everybody involved again. Some of your players have spoken to me about the way the competition within the panel has set standards and drive standards this year. When you couple that with those experienced players, is that key to kind of constantly being on edge, I suppose, when you talk about players trying to win a jersey? Yeah, I think, look, that's, you want a competitive environment and that's the way it is and that's the way it always has been, I suppose. You're, you're kind of, you want lads competing against each other and um, all the time. But then, you know, you get a, to put on a Kilkenny jersey and you're beside the man you were, you know, you're, you're fighting with, if you like, a week before. And we're all in the one team then and that's, that's what's really important. That's where the spirit comes from and that's where the drive comes from then. Um, so, look, that's that's the environment that we have and it's um you know we're it's a positive it's a positive environment lads are enjoying it um but it's challenging at the same time i've spoken to you quite a bit this year derek and whenever i see you on the line you never seem to be kind of flustered you're always relaxed we are now approaching the end of the season of course with the all Ireland final upcoming how much have you enjoyed your first year as manager of kilkenny i look i thoroughly enjoyed it i wouldn't be i wouldn't be doing it otherwise to be honest and um look i've been involved for a couple of years i suppose with you know, a selector and, and under twenty. So, um, so far, so good. And yeah. look at it, all, 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 all. You know, but uh, the reality of it is, all the time you're looking towards the next game. You know, and you know, so time for reflection will be in two weeks rather than now. But um, no, hugely enjoying it though, Robbie. Yeah. And in terms of, I remember I spoke to you all the way back in January about the undertaking that would happen with becoming obviously the Kilkenny manager. Has all of that kind of you know, has it been satisfying for you to know that you've gone into this and it has been so successful so far and maybe all that sacrifice is worth it? Ah, yeah, well, I, th- I think, look, the most important thing is that uh, you've, you've, um, you've a good environment and, you know, players are, are doing th- the best they can and, and that's it. And I think uh, genuinely when, I think when you're in the middle of the season, you don't reflect on it or you're not looking on, you know, what you've done or not done. I think that's that's for the end of the year and, you know, we still have one match to go, and um, and for me, just it's it's looking ahead rather than than back now, and um, and I think you know, time for reflection will be in a few weeks' time. I asked you about the semi-final against Clare last year. Whether you would use that in your preparation for the semi-final this year. Similarly, will you look at the final last year in preparation for this year, and also, of course, that league final at the start of the year? Would Will you look at both of those games and kind of look at what needs to stay the same and maybe some things that need to change? I look, I, you look at everything. You know, you, you do when you're involved and no matter who you're playing, you're, you're looking back on previous games and other games. So, like, that's all part of the analysis that goes into it now. And um, so, at the same time, I think the focus has to be on ourselves as well and making sure that we play to our strengths. And I think we've been improving all year. We're going to need, you know, significant improvement again on the last day, but we're more than capable of doing that. And uh, so that's that's the task ahead now. And uh, but as I said before, it's it's something to be attacked rather than feared, and uh, we're all looking forward to it. A lot of people and a lot of experts with far more knowledge of the game than myself would say that Kilkenny have adopted maybe a slightly similar, uh, different style rather this year in a lot of their league and championship games. Is there anything that you've consciously introduced to decide to try and maybe give them that extra edge this year? You're always looking at all facets of the game, to be honest. Um, I think what, you know, uh, what has, perhaps we might have improved as decision-making players on the, on the pitch and that's something you're putting them into different scenarios that are... Um, that are challenging and because you know teams teams are adapting now and um you know 
they make substitutions, change the way they play throughout the game. So nothing, you know, there's no such thing as a magic wand. I think what's fundamental to ourselves is what we bring to it in terms of our attitude, our work rate and everything else. And we have fantastic players as well. And I think uh, they go out and they express themselves and they go and play. And, um, and that's it. A lot of the talk will be about the opposition Limerick going for four in a row. Of course, you know all about that, uh, being involved uh, with a Kilkenny team that won four in a row. Do you have to push that to the side when you're the manager and just focus on being maybe proactive and concentrating purely on your team or will you delve into Limerick's strengths and weaknesses? Um, look, the four in a row doesn't come into it for me at all. Um, we're not going for it. All we're going for is a, a, an All-Ireland final and making sure that we perform on the day and uh, that's the only thing. And I mean, look... We know how strong a team we're playing, but at the same time, you know, we're strong ourselves and it's about kind of focusing on ourselves as well, making sure that, you know, we remind ourselves of that and uh, make sure that we put our best foot forward on Sunday week and, uh, and go at the game. And very finally from me, Derek, what does All-Ireland Final Day mean to you? Uh, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic day, but it's only a fantastic day when you perform and, and you get the result. I mean, it's, uh, it's something we'll look forward to, it's something we'll embrace. Um, but it's about the game itself. It's making sure that we, we turn up on the day and, um, you know, we um, give a good account of ourselves and, you know, let's see where that takes us. The very best luck on Sunday week, Darkling. Thanks very much. Thank you. Conor Fogarty, another All-Ireland final to look forward to. A repeat of last year's decider against Limerick. Does the excitement levels remain from when you started right up to now? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, look, any time you're you're in All Ireland, there's there's huge excitement, and I suppose it's everything that you you want at the start of the year when when you're training. That's that's the goal. Um, so look to be to be back in another All Ireland is obviously it's, it's great, you know, it's great for the county, great for the players, management, etc. And you've so much experience within this Kilkenny panel, and you've seen how Kilkenny have changed, and also the inter-county season has changed over the last 12, 13 years or so. In terms of the difference between maybe a longer break and what we have now, in terms of a two-week gap between semi-final and final, how is that different for a player? Yeah, look, I suppose the main thing is probably from a recovery point of view, um, with, with less of a break, you're you're just that little bit more focused on trying to get the body right again after playing a game and um, just trying to get refreshed and recovered. I suppose that's probably the main thing and just to really have to move on very quickly from, from the previous game and, and set your focus on, on the next, next task, task, really. And when it is that fortnight between, obviously, the last game against Clare and then the final against Limerick, does that four-week break from Leinster final to semi-final prepare you even for a potential All-Ireland final down the road when you have that gap to do maybe more intense training? Yeah, look, it definitely stands to you because, um, as you said yourself there, you can get that little bit more work done. Um, you can maybe train that little bit harder. And I suppose if, if an All-Ireland semi-final does go in, well, then you have, you have a nice bank of training, Andrea, which is great, you know. And just to reflect on that semi-final, Connor, um, from a personal level, everybody will remember your block, but collectively, it was another brilliant performance, and off the back of that Galway result, it must have felt great to go out and put in another great performance and result. Yeah, that's it, look, as you said there, it's a collective, you know, um, we we worked tremendously hard, and lads were working throughout the, the field, and, you know, as I said there previously, you know, there's there's a lot of moments in the games, um, blocks, hooks, all that kind of thing. But it's done throughout the field. There's there's I suppose there's one of them no more important than the next one. And look, all you're trying to do is, is do your best there and work as hard as you can. There was a period in that second half against Clare after you had built up a healthy lead where they came came back into the game. 
What was the key in swinging the momentum back in your favour and obviously coming out on top in the end? Yeah, look, I suppose to start with, Clare have they have serious hurlers, so they're they're well capable of scoring, and you know that's the reality of it. So it's never going to be playing sail in any of these matches. It was an all Ireland semi final, so you know it's not going to be a cakewalk. Um, look, I just think we we remained composed and we just kept trying to do the right things with the ball. Um, that was the main thing, really. I think for us. Have the last two games in Crow Park, obviously that last second winner from Killian Buckley in the Leinster final against Galway, and now that kind of titanic tussle with Clare where you did get over the line, as I say, by three points in the end. Has it felt like this season has really peaked and now that you can look forward to it, not off the back of two good results, but off the back of two brilliant performances as well? Yeah, that's it. Look, I, I think at the end of the day when an All-Ireland semi-final, the main thing is just getting through it and winning the match. Um, to get a performance is obviously an added bonus, but um, for us, just being obviously the goal is to start is getting into a Leinster final winner in it. You want to win it, and that puts you into a semi final, which is great. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, the main goal is just to try and get to that All Ireland to give yourself a shot at winning it. And just to reflect very briefly on that Leinster final, it seemed like there were scenes there from a Kilkenny point of view that we hadn't seen for quite some time off the back of a Leinster final win. Was it purely the nature of how it happened with the late Killian Buckley goal or was there more to it than that? Yeah, I think, look, there was probably a few things there, really. Um, like, obviously, the way the match finished and, and Killian's goal was, was great excitement there for the fans and, you know, a lot of people were probably thinking that match was gone. Um, you know, we, we've had our changes this year, obviously, with management and we've had fresh faces coming in. We've a new, you know, panel of lads from the under-20 team came in. So, great excitement for all them lads, I suppose, to win their first Leinster medal as well. So, that probably all fed into it as well, you know. And you've been involved in the panel for well over a decade now, Connor. Four All Ireland's to your name. How has the inter county game as a whole changed over the last 12 years or so in terms of there's a lot of talk about sharp ball and different tactics and that? Is that something that you would notice as a player or do you just have to get on with your own job? Yeah, it probably has come a little bit more possession based, but I think the, the fundamental skills are still there, really. Um, you know, the catch and your strike and your touch. They probably haven't changed um, from what he can see. So, look, the game changes every now and then, but um, I think it'll always come back to, to the important things, which are the fundamental skills of the game. And has your own role individually changed within the panel? Obviously, like any player, you come in quite young and now you're one of the more experienced members of the squad. Do you have to be one of the leaders within the panel in terms of kind of helping the younger players that are stepping in? Yeah, look, I, I don't think you have to. You have to be Anthony. I suppose all, all you ever try to do is um, contribute. If you think you have a positive contribution to make, is you know, is to give that. You know, and you do pick up a few bits along the way, being experienced. But a lot of these young players are, you know, they're confident and they're well capable of holding their own there at the end of the day. And they're, um, I suppose, they're they're doing the business for Kilkenny there at the moment. And you alluded to the new management team, of course, Derek Ling spearheading that. What has he and his backroom team brought to this Kilkenny panel in twenty twenty three? Look, they've, they've brought um, they've brought what they are themselves really, which is you know they're they're all great lads and they're 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 calm, they're focused. Um, you know, like it's been a seamless enough transition there really. Um, they haven't tried to I suppose reinvent the wheel, which is they've just put in a real solid effort with us all year. And um, you know what you're going to get with all the management team. They're they're very they're very good lads and great to work with. A lot of people would say that this has kind of been a continuation of the work done over the last maybe two or three years and that this team has been building for quite some time. 
do you feel as though performances like this were bound to come and had you noticed that maybe there has been an improvement not just this year but also last year in terms of competing with the real best teams in hurling yeah look i suppose from one year to the next there's no guarantee of any results um I think Kilkenny have always we've always worked hard. We've always tried to put our best foot forward, and this year has been no different. And um, look, we're just we're delighted with that. We've after coming through the last two games, and we've an All Ireland final now to look forward to in two weeks' time. And that All Ireland final, of course, is against Limerick. Um, a simple question, I suppose: Are they the best team that you've ever faced in a Kilkenny jersey? Uh, look, they're certainly up there. Um, do you know it's hard to compare teams from the past, really, um, with, with modern teams. But do you know they're they're an outstanding team, obviously. Um, excellent hurlers all around the field, um, and look, they're the, the All Ireland champions. So they're they're worthy All Ireland champions, and um, we're just we're looking forward to the game ahead now. And for you, Connor, what does All Ireland final day mean for you? Sure, look, it's the pinnacle of, of anyone's career, really. If you're if you're hurling or playing Gaelic football. Um, to, to represent your county and your club and your family it's, uh, it's a massive honour I suppose to start with but um, yeah look it's, it's huge excitement and um, it's, it's what you've trained for I suppose all your life And do you appreciate the whole grandeur around it and the atmosphere around the county even more the more the years go on? Yeah, look, you, you try and you try and take in um, as much of it as you can. But I suppose as a player, you're you're very much just focused on the job in hand, and it's probably something for the to the fans to enjoy more than maybe the players sometimes. But you do, you do try and take in the few bits, and you you appreciate the support when you get it, you know. And in terms of, I asked you how the intercounty game had changed a little bit earlier, but that midfield area, there's a lot of talk about how crucial the middle third is to the outcome of any intercounty game these days. Has that developed over the years that you've been involved in Kilkenny? Yeah, look, it's probably it's probably become a, a little bit more clogged up there around the middle, but um, probably goes back to the fundamentals again. I suppose it's it's about battling for the ball there, whether it's in the middle third or you know the first third or whatever third it's in, doesn't really matter. You're you know it's, it's the same fundamentals that you're you're fighting for your position, you're fighting for the ball, and this, it probably doesn't really matter where it is. <laughs> and very finally, for myself, Connor, uh, and fifth All Ireland medal potentially coming up on Sunday week against Limerick what would that mean to you um, as a staunch Kilkenny man and a player that's given so much service to this Kilkenny senior team for more than a decade now I look sure to be, it'd be to be a great achievement we you know we won't be getting ahead of ourselves um, the goal is to try to try get over the line and um, two weeks time and look hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens Conor Fogarty best wishes on Sunday week against Limerick in the All-Ireland thanks very much PJ Kenny, chair of the Kilkenny County Board. First time in the role and you've you've got a, an All Ireland senior hurling final that's that's landed on your doorstep. How's it been for you? How's it how's it been for It's been for, a challenging and exciting time and a load to be done and a lot of, a lot of events on in the next couple of weeks. Next week or so we have a golf classic on Tuesday in Gorn Park. And thank Gorn Park for use of that. We have our corporate night in Langton's on Wednesday night. And next Friday we have a fun run which can be done in MW Higher, done more or virtually between four and eight o'clock and all support on those three events is is vital and I'd encourage all supporters to come out and support this team to be an outstanding and get your flags, banners and support come out and support a team. Be loud and be proud, aren't we're proud of this team. Well, we saw uh, a super turnout 
in UPMC Nolan Park on Tuesday night. Um, you had the hurlers start the training session at a quarter past six. There's players still, you know, taking the time to sign autographs and the crowd still hanging on till late, half past eight. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant to see a great crowd out there. And they reckon around 4,000 and a lot of kids are out there. I saw one of the most unusual things there where I think someone even got a fig roll signed with a player, <laughs> believe it or not. But there were everything that could be signed they were there and it's great to see and the future of Kilkenny Hurl looks bright when you see a crowds like that coming and as I said wear the jersey come out and support Is it a big operation getting something like this together? It is a very big operation before you used to have three or four weeks now everything is condensed with the new split season into two weeks so getting tickets ready getting corporate night golf it's all it's a bigger rush uh, and trying to look after players is a bigger rush trying to get things done so it is it is a highly and I'd like to thank our officers in the county board and all other volunteers Barry Hickey our treasurer Seamus Reid our secretary Mary Morgan our PRO Paul Fitzgerald all who have helped run all these events uh, even my wife Carmel who has helped run the fun, fun run there as well Thanks. so thanks everyone And how have you found it personally BJ? Uh as I said, I, no, I found it exciting. It's a role you wouldn't do unless you loved doing it. You, you, you meet a lot of good people in it. Day, match days, you're, you're nearly there to stay out of the way rather than getting in the way. So, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting times. You wouldn't have it any other way. We should have, um, I, I'd say we'll, we'll have a serious demand for tickets. There's, there's nothing like an All-Ireland final to bring Kilkenny supporters out in, in droves. Um, have you any advice... Uh, for those who, who may be looking for tickets or hopeful of, of getting their hands on tickets at this stage? Uh, just the clubs. They'll be going out through the clubs uh, in hopefully by the end of the week. So uh, any members of clubs, go and put in your order with the clubs. And look, uh, we should have enough tickets, hopefully, to meet demand. Well, generally, anyone who wants an Northern Ireland ticket on the day generally ends up, gets, gets there. Anyway, I know from experience with tickets in Kilkenny down the years and but just get behind the team and support I see there's a, another element of support as, as you mentioned we've seen it a good bit coming out through the county board uh, Facebook page is the, the drive to get the membership for the supporters club yeah. going as well yeah that's another huge area which uh, thanks to John Mackey and co you know it's a huge and any support then is vital they're brilliant to support team holidays and support training weekends and support to even support clubs different clubs who go to fail and not just you know not just the county team so they've been brilliant and support them too it encourage you 25 euro uh, you become a member and it's not just on the the normal fan side of things as well i mean you, you mentioned the golf classic is going for tuesday uh, the corporate evening a lot of us have attended it over the years here in, in Langtons as well. Always a massive night, but huge support from the business sector in Kilkenny. Yeah. yeah, huge support from the business sector, huge. And it's great to have it. We, we've met, Willie Mullins is lined up as the guest speaker, actually, at it next Wednesday. And tables, anyone wants you, you can contact Barry Hicker, treasurer, uh, 10 for 1,500, but even if you wanted a ticket or two, they might, you know... So Barry might be able to sort it. We'll fit you in somewhere, <laughs> yeah. But definitely support. But thanks to all the business, they really come up trumps every time. Uh, thankfully, Kilkenny, I think it's 19 or Lawrence in 25 years, which is phenomenal. And 
to lads to stay coming up and supporting year in year out has been brilliant. Thanks very much for that. Well, I won't put you on the spot too much and, and ask you to predict a score, but Kilkenny and Limerick and a chance to run it back after last year. Uh, how are you feeling ahead of the game? I'm feeling quietly confident. Limerick are a fabulous team, don't get me wrong. They're going for four in a row. They've been outstanding, but we weren't far off the mark last year. And there, as you've seen in the matches so far, there's great spirit among the players, be it you know the older lads as well and the younger lads. is a great mix, and everyone is doing their part in different matches between a Connor Forty block, a Killian Buckley last minute goal, TJ Reid, uh, Billy Drennan getting the, a younger getting a point in Leinster final. So they're all, and Owen Cody leading. They're all putting their shoulder to the wheel. So you know there's great spirit there. So I think that hopefully will get us over the line. But we'll need to, we'll need everyone. 100% next week. Well, look, PJ, it's been a, a fantastic start to your term as, as county chair. The inter-county side of things almost wrapped up. The club side of things will be coming up around the corner. Uh, but continued success to you. Thanks very much, Ken. Thanks very much, Ann. There won't be a, a few weeks to be knocking lumps out of each other, <laughs> those who are playing with each other. But that's the beauty about... Uh, about the GA and about Hurling Kilkenny Club and County, they're both, there's a str- strong unity between both and long may it continue. John, I suppose your, your final opponents confirmed yesterday, I know you were up at, at Croke Park, it's Kilkenny for the, for the second straight year. Yeah, um, and league final as well this year, so you know, that's our third final meeting with each other now. Um, yeah, listen, it's great to have that clarity now know exactly what we've got to do now in the next couple of weeks and get get on with it. No doubt it'll be a very tough, you know, challenge for us, but you know, one that we're looking forward to the next two weeks, but any differently for sure. It probably showed a lot of strength throughout that game, obviously to go ahead, to be picked back after half time and then to come back into his uh, own Murphy Civic as well. They showed they showed a lot of quality and I suppose a lot of grit and determination to get over the line against a, a really good player side. Yeah, listen, I think you know, fifteen minutes into the second half there was a lot of questions asked of them and they responded with all the answers that that they needed and you know possibly could have seen out the game a little bit you know easier in the last five minutes but yeah fantastic save absolutely an incredible save but I think their response to that challenge that came from Clare which was super super pushed by Clare in that first 15 minutes you know really asked a lot of questions and there was a great response from them so you know that's a that's a warning for us to you know bear that in mind and to have that in the back of our mind that that response is there and but they have that capacity. Do you see many differences in them from Brian Cody's managerial tenure to Derek Lane? I haven't thought about it like that, to be honest with you. Um, from a, a team perspective, they have a lot of the qualities. You know, they're an incredibly hard-working team. They're a very accurate team. They're very efficient. Uh, and they have an instinct for goal. And I think you could probably have said that about all the Kilkenny teams for the last 25 years, really, couldn't you? From your own side's point of view, John, any knocks picked up in, in that semi-final? At, at the moment, we look like we're, we're, we have a good clean build of health. Yeah, just talking to our physio earlier, Mark Melbourne, and you know uh, the response was was very positive. So yeah, we're we're in a good place. But at the same time, we've got to train. Uh, you know, there'll be four training sessions between now and the game. So 
there's plenty of opportunities there for things to happen, but if they do, they do, and that's, that's just part and parcel of it. We'll just have to get on with our work anyway at the same time. I know on the field it's not any easier, but the preparation behind the scenes, does that get any easier as the years go on? Obviously, you're fourth dollar and final in a row, you kind of know you're where you're at. Um, we're, we're lucky we have you know a good team of people around us, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I won't be involved in any of it. I don't get involved in it, I didn't matter. I don't care what needs to be done for me. My focus is solely on the training sessions over the next two weeks, uh, the welfare of the players, getting any tactical approaches correct and just making sure that we're, we've all our bases covered, that no matter what's thrown at us, we'll have uh, you know, prepared for that. And that's really where my focus is at. But as regards, you know, the circumstance of the game being a final, even that to me is irrelevant. It's just all about the, the performance and uh, going after that now for the next two weeks. Every, there's plenty of people now that can look after all the side shows. Just one uh, final one for myself here. So, David, I suppose the, starting the, the last two games, obviously before that, maybe coming on as a, as a substitute, the, the next 13 days and what you've done on the field over the last couple of games is crucial because you'll want to be putting your hand up again. Yeah, um, I think everyone wants to, to start as many games as we possibly can. Um, and like the all on final is no different. You want to start from the minute we get back in January to whenever it finishes up, you want to start every game. Um, there's incredible competition in the panel. Um, we're lucky and listen, you have to, you to knuckle down again now for two weeks. There's no team picked um, until the Friday night before training or before the Friday night before the all on final. So it's a big two weeks ahead. Uh, John, the National League this year, you, uh, I thought you used it very wisely. You've got a lot of players' extra time. You've built up your panel. You let yourself in a stronger position coming into the championship. And with Sean out and uh, Declan not available up to yesterday, anyway, uh, have you seen a good return from the league from that perspective and getting more game time into the players who were, who were maybe back up in the last year or so? Yeah, like our approach to the league has been clear, I think, you know, to anyone that's looked at it, you know, we, we will always have a number of players who are very experienced alongside maybe some who are, you know, in their earlier stages of development within the panel, maybe one, two or three years into the group. So you're trying to blend uh, the experience with the with the youth, and uh, you're trying to broaden the amount of exposure so as that everybody feels they're contributing, everybody gets a chance to develop, and have some experiences under their belt that they can draw on when they get called for 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 operation at, at some other stage in the season. So. Um, it's a, it's a slow process. It's hard. You might we, we'd have a. Like even getting to the final, you're looking to have maybe 16, 17 games a year, competitive games a year. So it's very difficult to actually develop talent in that environment because uh, you know the, the games matter. You know it doesn't matter if it's a league match; it matters. Every game matters, and you want to try and win every day you go out. So trying to develop talent and trying to be successful all the time is a real challenge, and it's one that. I think we've tried our best anyway to give fellas opportunities and develop them, you know, in a gradual sense, but in a supported way too, that they're not in a game where, you know, they're exposed to just too much, uh, you know, with a very, very inexperienced team out on the pitch at any given time of the year. And despite the quality that Limerick has been bringing up for a number of years, I, I'm so impressed by the whole condition of the players. Even if the fringe players come on, they're able to cope. They're, some people call it physicality, I call it conditioning. 
and I think that's been a hallmark of Limerick for, for a number of years, that you've been able to almost wear down opponents because of the superb conditioning of your side. Yeah, I think listen, we've had very, very good SNC coaches involved over the last maybe 10 years, you know, between Joe O'Connor, Mikey Kiley, Cabra now, Cabra Calderon. Um, Ross Corbett before that when we were about the under 21s so you know th- there's a very good foundation there so the lads are in good condition but it's, it's, it's as you say it's conditioning to for two purposes really to be able to effectually do what you need to do on the pitch and to, for injury prevention is the other piece of it and like if you look at we've trained for the last four weeks you know in preparing for last Sunday's game and we didn't pick up any injury of that four week period and I think that's a testament to the, the conditioning of the players and the work of, uh, of Cabra uh, and the, the medical team as well. In terms of facing Kilkenny now, it's the, it has, both teams obviously have their tactics, they'll work on tactics over the next five and will in the later, later training stage. But at the end of the day, it's often about uh, your one player getting the better of his opponent. 15 on 15, I can see that being very much the way it has to be. So do you see it that way or do you think tactics take over more so than the whole 15 because yesterday when Clare went 15 and 15 they seem to get more out of themselves when they tried that in the second half yeah it's ultimately nearly all of these games come down to you know who is which team wants it the most you know and is willing to go to the, the, the darkest of places in order to, to actually do that and we're very fortunate with a group of players who are very willing to give all of themselves every day in order to go to those places to try and you know, secure the victory. Uh, we've seen that in the Munster Championship. Uh, it was a real, real challenge. Uh, it took the team to places that they probably found very difficult. But their, their experience and I suppose the people that are there to support them in doing what they're doing helped them to get through that phase of, the, of, of, the, of each game, if you like. But you're right, there is a, a battle between individuals in terms of your own position on the field and, and trying to win that out. And I suppose that's the, the enjoyable and intriguing part of the game for the players and for, for us people who, who love the game as well. Last question for you, John. In terms of the championship now, it's so condensed by large. I know Kilkenny and Derek would have been very grateful for the space between the provincial finals, mm. and that's one of the advantages of winning it. But in terms of the condensed championship now, how do you mean to approach that with your players? Because it, it does mean you're in, a, you're in a bubble now for a very condensed period, and you have to be very careful what you do inside and outside that bubble. Um, it, is, it is very condensed, and you know, even to reflect back on the season at this stage, you know, the Munster Championship seems like a long time ago and uh, there's just so much happens. You don't get a chance to look back very much. You're, you're constantly just looking to the next day. Like even this block now, we're only two weeks between, you know, semi and final. It is a very tight window. Uh, I think both sides would probably say, listen, if we had another week, you know, it would give us a little bit of breathing space to, to prepare for the game. But it is what it is. Uh, we're obviously trying to be efficient with the time as we possibly can by doing what we're doing this evening, even, you know, just bringing it ahead and try and maximise what time we have available to us. Um, but in terms of the seasonal piece of it, I think we've done very well. I think David will probably concur. You know, when possible, we give the lads a bit of break, you know, be it a three day break or a five day break or even a seven day break, you know, wherever we could. 
put in a little bit of a break for the lads. Uh, you know, they've they've been given that time to just switch off, and that's the challenge. And I suppose if you don't get out of Munster as the champions, you don't get that opportunity to have that break. And we had that, and we took it, and I think it's, it served the group very, very well. All right, thanks, Nicky. John, um, before you said the semi final, did you have any preferences to who you might meet in the final? <laughs> uh, I think it was always going to be tough, no matter which road you went. It was one of those junction, junctions in life, you know. Uh, yeah, it was, it was always going to be a tough road. So, yeah, like all the teams involved in the championship, they all bring their own challenges. Uh, and their own nuanced approach and like you know you look back at any of the, the games between either of the two oppositions that were in play yesterday and look at the last five years say for example and you'll see that you know on, on both counts there was a lot of very difficult encounters and very tight encounters so it didn't really matter Are you satisfied that Kilkenny this year have shown measurable improvement in the providing a much more formidable well, listen, the, the improvements on the Kilkenny side are for, for them to, to, to be concerned about. Uh, for me, my focus is on the boys that I have and trying to find our improvements uh, you know, right throughout the season and, and in particular now in the last four weeks and going into the next two weeks and trying to you know, be a better team each day we go out. And, you know, I've said this consistently, like that is where our focus is at. You know, if we're going to be worried about the performance of the opposition, you know, our focus is in the wrong place. Our focus is firmly on ourselves, our own performance, and being a better team the next day out. And we know exactly what we need to go after. We know ourselves that there are aspects of last Saturday's game that we, we will need to improve on, clearly. Are you happy that will be fit? Well, as I said on Saturday, it's a wait and see game. So we're, we're not back on the field yet uh, this week. So uh, it's going to be a case of taking it day by day and see what, uh, what Declan is, is able to, to do and uh, what he can contribute. And we'll, we'll assess it as the two weeks go by. Yeah, that's all I can say. And that's just the way it is. Tony mentioned a break after the Munster final. How crucial was it leading into the Galway game? Well, it, was, it wasn't even so much going into the Galway game, it was just crucial that that juncture in the, in the campaign, like we went through an arduous most of the championship, like, and, you know, had put in a huge amount of energy and we just needed a break, you know, simple as that, just needed a break and we were then glad to get it and uh, it, it wasn't a very difficult decision. No, you've asked this before, I think, but an enjoyment factor on the sideline, it's a fairly highly intense atmosphere on the sideline, the, the will to win is clear, but do you get to enjoy it? Listen, it's a great privilege to be on the line and to work with the lads and support them with what they're trying to do. Uh, that's what I see it as. I don't go out there to enjoy myself. Uh, you know, when you pull out the door, before you get in the car, you park everything at home, you park everything else in your life. From that on, for the rest of the day, you're in your job as, you know, for me, the manager of the team, but for everybody else in the backroom team, whatever role they have as well, because none of us wants to, to be the one who uh, drops the ball, if you like, for the lads. Um, you know, you don't want to have that regret afterwards. So you try to be the best that you could be as well on the day. It can be challenging. You're trying to make decisions on the hoof and in the, in the moment. And, you know, if you make the wrong decision or it turns out the decision you make wasn't a very effective one, you know, you will be disappointed. So, listen, uh, it's a very satisfying job. Uh, I'm very, very honoured to have it and to be there uh, with this group over the last number of years. And uh, I've always looked at it, Joe, just try not to uh, be responsible for any uh, decision that might not support them on the day, you know. You'd, you'd like to think that you've given them every opportunity, yeah. David, final question from me. 
getting to play at Croke Park is every kid's dream from your point of view now in the last couple of games starting that rather than coming in off the bench. How much are you enjoying it? How much is it, you know, a big privilege as John mentioned, is it to get started on this every team the whole? Yeah, it's it's uh, well it's just a massive privilege to be involved in, in such a great setup. Um like everyone is rowing in the one direction. Um and yeah, as you said, it's a childhood dream to play in Crow Park um, and the enjoyment factor. Like, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy um, coming to train and going to the gym, uh, meeting up with the lads for whatever. So, like, the enjoyment factor is, is absolutely huge. And um, yeah, it, it, like, the enjoyment leading up now for the next, whatever it is, 13 days will, will, uh, will be huge as well. Well, very two weeks before not learning, like, in training. Um, they're the same as, as any other two weeks really, like we, we, we don't try, we try not to let our standards slip um, in any training session really um, and the bite is always there um, and like, like John said for the last four weeks like we trained hard, we didn't pick up an injury so we have to go back do the same thing for the next two weeks um, and train hard and all that up um, and see how we can move to the other side of it. Obviously you'd rather have Sean and Dexton available but when players got injured is there a sense of opportunity in training that there is a place to go? Um, yeah, probably, but like we have um, unbelievable respect for everyone in the group, and, it's, and, and John always says it's, it's next man up. Um, it's unfortunate that Sean went down and Declan went down, but last year was the same with Peter and Keane, um, and like everyone is ready, uh, whoever needs to step up um, is, is always ready, and that's a testament to the, to the character in the group and the players in the group as well. When Declan was announced as injured, obviously we knew there was going to be changes, and you were like, well, you were an anti altered. What's it like with people asking questions and things like, who's going to be centre back? How do you deal with that? <laughs> um, very easily, just like I don't know the team until until it's called out. Whenever it was a Saturday match last day, so the Thursday night training, um, and that's it. And like you just try and play it away, really. Like um, I don't get too bogged down, to be honest. No, oh, sir. Yeah, you've had um, the, over the last five, five, six years, you know, you've been there watching the parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, is there something that's minded to put frustration? Jeez, like, I, I'd love to be there myself. Ah, uh, yeah, but like, like I said, you, you, you obviously you want to start, but like, uh, it's a privileged position to where I am, to be in the 37 lads that are named on the panel. Um, or in the group to set up, um, but yeah, obviously you want to you want to get on the field as much as you can and try and contribute as much as you can. Whether that be starting and or coming off the bench, um, like I said, everyone's in the run in the one um, direction. So whatever little job you can do to help the team, um, I'm trying to do that as best I can. And uh, I suppose you were at a couple of violins, you know, when you were a kid. They're watching it all, you can see the, kind of the glory of the day. Mm. Is there a kind of a sense, uh, a sense of one reality on this, that you're not part of it? Yeah, I think so, and I think it probably won't, won't hit really until 20, 30 years when I'm looking back at it. It's all kind of, like, we're, it's all the next game, next training session is what we focus on, and sometimes you're in that little cycle the whole time. Um, but yeah, it's, as you said, the parade, walking around Crow Park, like it is every kid's dream to play there, and it certainly was my dream as well, and thanks be to God I'm living out my dream at the moment. You certainly came at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David, I suppose uh, talking about being younger and, and watching hurling as a as a fan, Kilkenny probably would have been the standard bearers for so many years. And I suppose even coming up against a Henry Shefflin managed side at, at Croke Park um, last Saturday, 
Like, does that ever tweak in your mind that now it's Limerick going for a four in a row? I know you won't address it, you take every game as it comes, but does any bit of that ever, ever tweak in the mind? Not really, no. Um, like, we do an awful lot of work on ourselves and our own standards and our own bits and pieces of work that we need to do. And like, not that it's irrelevant who we're playing or, or who's in the other dressing room, but like we solely focus on ourselves and put in the hard work and we know what we have to do and that's, that's the way we look at it really. How much, how much of the standards would you say are player driven? Uh, I know obviously you do something wrong, you're, you're definitely going to get, yeah. going to get the ball again, yeah. but how much would you fear the man sitting next to you in the dressing room versus I suppose John? Because I, I, I know there's probably that culture in the dressing room. <laughs> they don't fear yeah. me at all. Yeah, we're lucky. Like we have a lot of good men in, in the setup, and that drive standards a lot. Um, and I think we've we've like there's always a little bit of competition, even amongst the lads, even if it's in the gym or in, you're always trying to push out that extra rep or or um, in training. You know, we do a bit of, sh- bit of shooting practice or things like that. You're always having a little bit of competition with with the fellow beside you, and you know, kind of keeping track of his score and against your score and things like that. So. Please. So the, sprints. the sprints, yeah, top speed and the sprints and things like that. Um, I wouldn't be up there on the top now with them, so I, I stay away from that. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's player-led, and I think it has to be player-led because, like, if we're waiting for John or Paul or or any of the selectors to, to motivate us or to roar at us to, to get us to get us to keep our standards high, I think you know that's fickle enough. Like, you need you need standards from within, and and we're lucky we've a lot of good lads in there. Because I think John was saying on Saturday that sometimes the, he, his heart would be in his mouth because of the intensity of training and look if an injury is picked up, it's picked up. But mm. is that in your own mind that in one no. way you want to be injured, but the other way you have to put it all in? Yeah, you have to put it all in. Like I, I got injured last year before the Ireland, but like you have to, we only train for 30 minutes into Friday before, before a match, before a championship game. But like you have to go all in, um, you have to go hard with it because if you don't, the foundation won't be there. Like you need to. Um, and that's that's what sets up the standards, I suppose. Like, yeah. Just your own view on this Kilkenny side and the the win over player in the championship they've had so far. Yeah. Leinster champions again. Yeah, they're an excellent team. Um, hard working, uh, loads of skill. Um, I didn't get to see any of the game. No one on Sunday. I was I was away, so I didn't see any of it. But uh, we'll we'll knuckle down now on Wednesday. And we'll do a bit of video analysis. Um, and see bits and pieces that we need to work on from our game on Saturday and things, I suppose, from their match that, uh, that John and Paul and Shawnee have picked out and uh, we'll work hard. Um, was Dozer, you know, from the, the last five minutes of first half, probably jumped to the end of the game on Saturday, we never probably played the best hole in this year. Was there a huge sense of satisfaction just that everything seemed to be kicking together? Ah, yeah, there was, but like, we played well in the, I thought, I personally, myself thought we played well in the first half up to, we'll say, the 25th, 30th minute mark. We probably just hit a couple of t- too many wides and things like that. Like we probably should have a few more points in the scoreboard. But um, yeah, it's nice when things click and we, we played well. I thought we had a good, probably our best performance of the year. I personally thought um, for the full 70, 75 minutes uh, on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, is there almost a feeling of, jeez, uh, what can we achieve now if we can do this? Uh, not really like it's like we don't really think about things like that it's always just I know it's boring and everyone says it's the next game but that's really the way we do look at it like um, it probably won't even be mentioned that it's an All-Ireland final like it's just literally we're playing Kilkenny in two weeks time and that's it so no mention of former audio just no <laughs> no it's as, as I think I'm, I'm probably boring you to death here but it's the next game um, 
we don't really get involved in things like that. Like it's that's, for that's just was the trade, right? Yeah, and the back to back year before. So like, there's always these narratives out there, and it's for the supporters and things like that. Um, but we don't we don't really talk about it. Mike, I suppose firstly, did you watch the semi final between Kenny and Clare yesterday? I know David didn't watch it. No, but we we switched off. We were told to switch off for a couple of days, so. Um, Switched off, so didn't obviously saw the result, but uh, no, I didn't watch the game. Um, switched off and, and, and kind of let that happen as, as it happened, like you know. If you're told to switch off, does that mean you're not allowed to watch the game? No, no. So sometimes I like to watch it. I personally wouldn't like to watch it, you know, because I'd feel I'd be tuned into this stuff and I'd be looking at bits and pieces. So no, completely switched off from it. Um, you know, put it away. I get the result. The, the lads would clip up what they need to clip up and, and, and tell us what we need to be told on tomorrow or Wednesday um, with a bit of analysis you know so you come out at it from a different mindset if you're if you don't have your own ideas about it before we'll say yeah, you've seen the video analysis yeah exactly but uh, like we trust the lads will tell us what we need to know you know that's our way like and no some lads what could watch the match no problem at all like John some lads switching off he's watching the game of hurling you know like and they can do that like unfortunately I can't do that so um, it's just a case of no everything goes away and um, yeah the lads you can definitely trust the lads in what they're telling us, you know. So um, they'll they'll snip up what they need to snip up and, and show us the, the video that that we need to see, you know. We've heard it so many times from yourselves, from from John and the rest of the backroom team. Trust the process. Yeah. I think that was maybe none so more evident than, than that game against Galway because at the start, I suppose you did lose your way a bit, went to six points down, but the calmness and the manner that you were able to keep tagging on the scores and then before you knew it after the break you were you were ahead by a couple of points yeah absolutely and uh, we have that trust piece now do you know like we we've we're, we can trust each other and we trust the process and we're truly process driven side over the years like you know so um, yeah it was just a case of keep doing what we need to do we'll start clawing back and uh, having watched our own game back like you know we were in this we were six down but we were still in it we'd missed one or two chances like you know um, and at no point did we start to think oh we, we need to do something drastic here you know it's, it was a case of trust what we've done we're, we're so well drilled by the coaching uh, staff that we have here like you know so it was just a case of again like trust that process and as you said, we just started clawing it back and back and back. I suppose from your point of view and, and the injuries that you've had to overcome every day you're out, do you, do you I suppose, thank God that little bit, bit more that you're, you're fit and healthy and yeah, able to give your all? Absolutely, like the, the mindset has, has changed completely um, and it's such a privilege to, to be able to put on the jersey. Um, and, and, and to play in a place like Croke Park in front of 80,000 people, you know, and um, the mindset has changed completely since you know 2018, um, 2019. Obviously, getting the injuries then, um, you know, it's about cherishing every memory now. You know, and it's a case of going out there on the hurling field, like no one knows when that's going to be their last time. You know, um, so it's a case of yeah, mindset is completely different, and, and just really enjoying, uh, enjoying my hurling and, and enjoying being on the field with, with, with all, 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 all our best friends. Like you know, just finally from myself, just on the opposition, Kilkenny. I know you you haven't looked through the the game against Clare yet, but you probably know that Kilkenny are a side that, that never go away. Obviously, always have skillful hurlers, physical hurlers, good in the air. It's going to be a tough battle. You saw that obviously last year and the league final as well. You met him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, no matter who you play, it's going to be tough. 
you know, uh, and you can see that um, the games this weekend were all really, really tight, um, and, and it comes down to, to small moments. So, like, you know, there's no bad team going to get to an Iron final or an All Ireland semi final, you know. So, um, yeah, they're they're an excellent side. Um, they've got some incredible hurlers, and um, they'll always give 100. percent You know, uh, and you'd ask absolutely nothing less of them. So, yeah, it'll, um, it'll be a good game, and, and just really looking forward to. It. Mike, is your fancy the third game, Claire? I will. I, it doesn't really matter now at this stage, does it? You know, we're we're focusing on on Uncle Kenny and and um, you know, we're focus, focusing on, on the next game, like you know. Talk us through the spectacular save. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, call, I'm calling it a save. The lads are giving me a small bit of uh, grief, saying that um, I didn't know much about it, but I'm I'm definitely calling it a save. Um, yeah, look, it's just one of those things. Uh, as a defender, you like. You just want to get back on that goal line and and try and make yourself as big as possible, like you know. Um, so again, yeah, it's just just instinct back in the line. And um, the last thing I didn't know much about, but I, I'm going to say it, it, it was the best save of the weekend, I'd say. <laughs> we're, we're believing you anyway. Yeah, excellent. Mike, just um, the first twenty twenty five minutes, they were worrying from a Limerick point of view. Um, how much did the disruption of losing two key players in the defence feed into that and started getting adjusted? I don't think it had any bearing on it at all, really, to be honest with you. Um, it was just a case we just needed to up our work rate. Um, and it doesn't matter who you have playing, we, our, our work rate just needed to go up. Um, and you can see that in like the performances that William, William had the weekend. He was, he was phenomenal you know, for a man to go in uh, in an All-Ireland semi-final place in the back for the first time. Um, so I don't think there's, there's much disruption there, there at all um, with it. It's just our, our work rate needed to go up uh, and we were just starting to claw ourselves back into the game. Obviously, the seven or eight minutes before half-time, that, that work rate went up and we started to get ourselves back in. Like you know, So um, I don't think it's massive disruption. and We've overcome injuries here before and it is next man in and, and everyone knows their job and um, so everyone's only delighted to do their job. Did it surprise you how well Williams fitted in and played behind him when he fitted in there from the Pearson? Yeah, he's, he played there one year from the Pearson. Like, the character that William is, um, he just gives his all to everything. So, like, he, he would have been picking Paul's brain, Declan's brain, you know, to, to get all those nuggets of information to see um, how can he help the team uh, and no better man when he was given the role to, to do that, like, you know. So, um, he's an incredible player for us and has been for a long, long time. And, uh, you could ask him to step in goal, and and, and he'd step in goal. Jonas Arthway, like so, um, and a delight to see him perform at the weekend um, because it's it's obviously not an easy task. You've been in the panel for a number of years now, Mike. Has the speed of the game changed much? You know, you're looking at forwards like Conor Whelan, dealing with that type of threat. He's threatening the air. He's a threat in the ground. No more so than American Iron, I suppose. In a yeah. In, in a training session, but how, has the speed changed in, in the last six, seven years? Yeah, absolutely. Everything has changed. Uh, and, and someone who's out of the game, you know, last year, the year before, the game has changed in the last two years. So if you retired two or three years ago, like you probably don't know exactly what's going on now because it's just constantly evolving. Uh, and even the two years that that I that I was out for, like the game changed massively. Like before I left, like Barry Nash was a full forward, like. So now, now he's number four, like you know what I mean, like and and redefining a new role there, you know. So um, yeah, the game is constantly evolving, and that's high level sport. You know, every sport evolves in some way. Like you look at soccer evolving over the last couple of years, it's like 
what Pep Guardiola is doing with Man City, inverting fullback, you know, everything is going to change. Uh, and, and the same, Hurling, it could go the opposite way, it could go back traditional in the next three or four years as well. You just don't know how it's going to go, but um, it's definitely at a, a huge, it's, the intensity is incredible in it, like, you know. With the two years you missed, how much of an adjustment was it coming back in? Was there a lot of work involved to trying to get back up the pace? Yeah, 100%, like, and especially coming into such a setup, you know, and coming into the, the players that are here and, and how well everyone keeps themselves. And, um, but, like, that's, that's, that's high-level sport. You have to, you have to adjust or, or there's going to be no time for you, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a small bit of adjusting and, and even the, the roles in the full back line had even changed since, like, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a small bit of adjusting, but, but, but hopefully I've done, done an all right job. What's the next two weeks like for Mike? Say that again. What's the next two weeks like for you as a player, trying to not get too bogged down by an honor final, but staying tuned? Yeah, well, I'll do this. I'm a teacher, like so. Um, I'm off at the moment, but the father has me has me doing a bit of work um, on the farm and, and kind of he's a bit of construction there on at the moment. So I'll be I'll be definitely well distracted by that. Um, but we're 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 well used to it. Like you know, we're, we've done this before. Um, we know when we need to switch off and we need to switch on. And um, yeah, just really looking forward to the two weeks now and getting the getting back on the hurling field. All Ireland final. Next weekend, joining myself and Robbie now on the line, two-time All-Ireland winner, Mr. Michael Walsh. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm good, Shane. How are you? I'm, ver- I'm very hey, good. Uh, Michael, I suppose before we look ahead, we'll, we'll look back on last weekend's game. You were there. Yeah. Were you particularly impressed by the Kilkenny performance or was it concerning the first 15 minutes in the second half? Yeah, I suppose just to go back on that, I suppose there's been that period of time nearly in all the games. If you go back right through even the Leinster Championship, you know, the six points up against Galway uh, lost that. And then the Leinster final lost an eight-point lead. And again, six points that Sunday. Now, there, there are things that can be, you know that they have to work on and certainly can't afford to have that lapse next Sunday uh, because the team like Limerick might not let the opportunity for a team to get back into it. Was I impressed? Yeah, was, was, what I was particularly impressed with was the way they set out the game. I thought it was just a real sign of, of a mature uh, maturity coming into the team. You know, Shane O'Donnell gets a goal in 62 or three minutes, whatever it was, and you just think all the momentum is a bit clear. But the way the lads played from there to the end, that, that's the part that really impressed me, you know, notwithstanding the incredible save by own. Uh, uh, the, the way the, the game was seen out was a kind of a thing that you know I, I was delighted to see to be honest uh, Talking about that incredible save about Owen uh, we were kind of looking back on the final last year and there was only a puck of a ball in it there was only a puck of a ball in the, in the Leinster final Killian Buckley last minute thing mm. Owen Murphy then another spectacular moment in the dying embers of the game just from a goalkeeping perspective Michael how impressive was that? Yeah, I look at this as has been said about being the best save ever. I think in the context of the time of the game that that it has to go down as one of the best ever because uh, first of all it's a volley, secondly it came through a few bodies and he's well he, look at did it surprise me? No, because like I know him since he was a chap and his reflexes whether he's playing on goal or his his wrists out the field are unbelievable and I you know I'm not sure another any other keeper would have saved that uh, you know there's certain aspects that he's stronger than others maybe are stronger in different aspects as well but in that particular aspect of the game there's no one better he's an unbelievable shot stopper and he's proved that over the years but that's on this day it has to go down to the top particularly as I said in the context of where the game was at the time Considering the context of that then and then the Killian Buckley goal as well 
Does that show resiliency in the team that they're fighting to the very end? Or is that a concern in itself that they're not putting teams away earlier? Yeah, look, at I said that, I said that at the start. It's definitely uh, a concern that they're... Look, at to be fair now, in the game now, everyone's going to have their... their good periods of the game where they're going to you know, have domination and I suppose it's limiting that, that because you're not going to dominate a game for 70 minutes under no circumstances so it's just the limit of the damage that can be done in that period. Remember now in the time we're talking about players outscoring Kenny 9-2 and in, in that time as well was a very debatable uh, disallowed goal so that's the thing they have to guard against next Sunday limiting that maybe that dominant period that Limerick are definitely going to have to not, you know, to the scores and to maybe not so much of a period of time as well. Michael, when that dominant period comes, first of all, how important is it that, as you said, the word you used there is limited because we know what damage Limerick can do compared to the counties that Kilkenny have faced in the past with the greatest of respect on their way to the final. And the second thing, something that Limerick did against Galway, another goalkeeper that was a point of contention, Nicky Quaid going down injured, stopping the game for a sizable period of time. Do you think Kilkenny don't need to replicate that but need to have something like that up their sleeve if they feel as though Limerick are growing into the match? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any problem with them replicating it. Uh, I don't. I, I don't see a whole lot. I. I, I just. You know, I, I from the start of the year, there's certain pundits here and there that are, you know, in my view, trying to maybe, you know, get at Limerick more than anybody else. If that maybe was the clear goalkeeper that did that, would it be as much about it? I'm not sure there would. I actually, you know, I don't see a massive amount wrong. I think that's what that's what I'm exactly talking about. Godwin were walking through them and they had scored about one six on the bounce, and it's just game management, Robbie. Things that have, you know, whether it be a goalkeeper, an outfield player, whether it's a different form of that, where you know, whether it's even going down to tie a bootlace or something just to stop the, the momentum because when the momentum gets going and it seems to be in all games now like you know as I said Galway had Limerick absolutely on the rack at that time but I, I read an article by Joe Canning and I absolutely agree with it I don't really put that down down as a major thing in the game at all I, I, I just felt that that uh, you know it, Limerick would have read the situation would have turned it over anyway so but it is it is important that, that there are certain things and you can call them dark arts if you like but unfortunately now it, all, it is all part of the game and you know I know lots of teams kind of pride themselves on maybe we'll concede three scores and then we'll you know we'll that's our limit and then we'll, we'll do something maybe to stop the fourth one in a row going over and it's just little things like that you know uh- the article came out there, me and Robbie were kind of discussing it in regards to some injury concerns for both sides, obviously Declan Hannon for the Limerick perspective, but David Blanchfield from a Kilkenny perspective apparently is a, a, is a concern. That, 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 is that a big loss then for Derek? Uh, who do you see being put in if that does come to light? Yeah, I suppose, look, first of all, the first thing is it's an All-Ireland final and just taking everything out of context, like every young fella's dream is to play in an All-Ireland final. And to have that taken away by injury would be devastating, not just for the chap himself, but just for his family and all that support him and have support him up along. So I sincerely hope that the young fellow will be okay. He's been an absolute huge bonus for Kilkenny this year. I think he's come to be a man. Funny enough, I did feel last Sunday was probably his crisis game and maybe, just maybe he got that injury at some point. Obviously he did, but it definitely he was he was quieter than normal last Sunday and maybe that's the role he had to play. But that's the first thing, it's a personal thing that I hope to God he's okay because after putting two the year he did and especially last year as well, uh, when he made such a difference when he came on, I would hope and pray that he would be able to play next Sunday because I'm sure without preempting things, I'd say he probably was earmarked for Garo integrity. So, look, that's the first thing. Secondly, the, I suppose the, the good side of it is that Kilkenny are probably well-versed in that area. Uh, last Sunday, Killian Buckley was the one that was brought on. 
Dara Corkin, as we know, started all the games up to last Sunday and didn't feature. So whether he's lost a bit of form, I don't know. Obviously, Porrick Welsh can fit in there as well. So, you know, they are very well, very well covered in that area. But at the same time, my hope is that nobody misses the All-Ireland final on either team because of injury. I just think it, it, it's a savage blow. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that he'll be OK. I was in Croke Park for the All-Ireland Final with you last year, Michael, and we've seen how fast Limerick started. I think they went 1-2 to no score up, particularly Gerald Hegarty dominating the early exchanges of that game. How crucial is it from a Kilkenny perspective to, at worst, stay with Limerick in the opening 10-15 minutes of this match? Yeah, I think that the, that that's pro- probably very important. Uh, I would say it's probably a year on as well, and uh, I felt Kilkenny did need that start last year and obviously didn't get it. Um, this year, I think they're a year on, and as I said to you at the start of the interview about the ending last Sunday, I think they're probably a little bit more mature as well. And, you know, I think maybe 12 or 13 of the same players are going to play on Sunday. So, you know, I think they're well versed. So it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be nice to start badly, but at the same time, you know, whether you start badly, there's always huge time to come back. It's, it's probably how you finish more so. But I think this Kenny team knows mature that if a start did come like last year, they would handle it that bit better because I don't, it, it, it kind of affected them for a long way. It wasn't just a start. Like, if you know, if you look at the game right up to the 68 minutes, Limerick were, were, you know, not not comfortable, but they were four or five points ahead the whole way. And then Kenny got that run and, and almost, you know, brought them home. But no, I think it's important to get a good start when you're when you're the underdogs. But at the same time, I think that, you know, it's it's the team has matured a good bit. And I'm sure that if it, if it doesn't happen, they'll be playing for the 70 plus minutes. Uh, when you talk about this team, uh, quite similar to last team, bar say Tom Phelan and of course, then Derek Ling. You've been at all games last year, but now all games this year. Where do you see the changes between the two teams? Yeah, yeah, I actually don't see a massive amount, to be quite honest. Um, I see, I suppose, where I do see the big change is the bench and the experience. That that you know, I think that's been a very good move and a very clever move by Kilkenny management. Look, they've decided like that the likes of Killian Walter, Parik, Richie, whoever else uh, is uh, on the bench, and uh, you know. They know that these fellas can bring so much experience, and they just go back to what Robbie said there a few minutes ago. Coming down the stretch, you know, in these in these matches when they're tight and which have all been tight, you know, these fellas have the experience over the years, and I just think that's been a real move. That's where I see the, the major change. Other than that, I don't see a whole pile different in the fact that Kilkenny are Kilkenny, and they just always seem to bring a performance to Croke Park. I'm not saying they always play as world beaters, but they're so hard to beat. They're so confident up there. It's like a second home to them. And uh, whatever, you know, as we said last week before we went up, whatever we know, we know we'll know get from Clare. We, we certainly know what we get from Kenny. And that's exactly how I think it'll be again. Uh, but I just I just think the way he uses the bench is absolutely spot on. And I think that has given them... It, look, the proof is there. You don't have to, you know, last Sunday and the Leinster final, the bench has made a huge difference. And why wouldn't they? They're all class players. I know you're saying there's not a lot of difference between the sides last year, Michael, but do you feel as though one huge difference maybe, or maybe a key one in what we will expect will be a tight game, is own Cody in the sense that last year maybe there was a feeling that from a scoring perspective we were over-reliant on TJ Reid, but particularly against Clare, we've seen how well he supplemented Reid in the scoring ranks. Do you think his performance could prove crucial to the outcome of this one? Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of talk. If you Sorry, I think there's going to be a lot of talk about Owen and Aaron Gillan, rightly so, they're the two hottest forwards at the moment. But if you look back through the history of All Ireland, it's 
some it's somebody that we're probably not going to talk about that may come up Trump. So yeah, obviously there's a huge expectation on Owen going in. He also, I suppose, knows that Sean Finn is not going to be playing for Limerick, so that's a big blow to them. So you know that, who Limerick earmark for him is going to be very important, and he has stepped up big time to take on that huge leadership role uh, that from the captaincy that he's done, and he's been absolutely fantastic. But I do expect, uh, like you spoke about the forwards there, we will need more from certainly from our half forward area next Sunday. Um, uh, to you know, Owen's inside, and he depends, and he'll be the first to say the quality of ball going in is huge for him. And if that ball is not going in, little Owen Cody can do so. I think you know the key next Sunday will be the two half forward, half back areas, in which last year we struggled in 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 one or two of those areas, and this year we can't afford that again. So I know Owen will depend on a really good supply of ball. So uh, as I said to you last Sunday, the three half forwards that started all came off. Now that can be for a variety of different reasons, but I think we're going to need a really good performance in that area to make the likes of Owen Cody stand out. And I mean, Aaron Galan is the same. He'll, he'll be the first to say that the quality of ball goes in depends on his performance. What do you think about the build-up, say, to the All-Ireland this year? A lot of people say it's been quite muted. We were talking to Owen Larkin. He said before the semi-final, there was no real buzz in the city. Um, I know someone else, Taggy, came out recently and was talking about the lack of people actually going up to games on the inter-county side of things. Do you think that having it in July has been to the detriment now as opposed to having it in September? Yeah, I, I, first of all, um, you know, I, I, the part about going to matches last Sunday was the first time Kilkenny, I saw a very decent Kilkenny crowd at a match uh, this year to, and I was delighted to see that and hopefully that'll, obviously that's going to be again doubled again next Sunday. Um, I think that, um, yes, I do, I, I actually do believe that the split season is a great idea but I do believe they all earned this way too early I think it should be another three to four weeks and I do actually think that this final comes too quickly after the semi-final as well which doesn't really allow for build-up because in the first week as we've done at the start of the programme today, you're talking about last Sunday's match and then you're building up next. Always there was a three to four week build up to the All-Ireland and I actually think the All-Ireland should be played maybe in the second week in August. There's still loads of time and I'm heavily invested in the club scene as you know and I love it but I think there's still plenty of time to, to play that and get a really good season out of it. So that's something I think the GA will definitely have to look at. Even considering there was a four week build up to the semi-final? Yeah, I just I, I just think the final is different and I just think that I am not talking about that I think the run robin is too tight, sorry. I yeah. the, once it comes to this stage it's it's fine, except for I'd give another week at least to other but it's the run robin for me is way too tight. And I think it causes these injuries that come and it causes season in ending injuries which is very unfortunate on players but I think that the ferocity of the round robin and the closeness of it is just a way too tight and I think it, the round robin should be spaced out uh, that bit better and I think there's room to do that too and Michael I'm sure we'll be chatting to you before the game itself but how do you see it going I know we're obviously going to say it's Kilkenny people we want them to win but do you think this Kilkenny team is improved on last year and that could be the difference between the sides yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, during the week, I'm hearing that Kilkenny have improved and Limerick have gone back a bit. <laughs> yes, if you go back to the two semi-finals last year, uh, Limerick barely got over the line against Galway yeah. and Kilkenny hammered there. And this year, Kilkenny got over the line barely and Limerick hammered Galway. So it's funny the way people talk and stuff like that. However, uh, my my reading on it is that um, I'm not sure... Limerick stuttered along the Munster Championship, right, and they beat Galway win. Well, whether that's a, 
uh, down to them or Galway. We will definitely find out next Sunday. I'm not sure about that. I just can't make up my mind uh, whether they've just suddenly turned it on again, which is very hard to do, or or Galway just collapsed. Um, Kilkenny are definitely in a good place. I think the way they won the Leinster final, funny enough, was a huge boost to, to the whole camp. I think that you could, when you win matches like that, it gives a, an extra bit of confidence, if you like, funny enough, even though you, you know other people would say it was maybe a, a bit of daylight robbery. But I think that brought a confidence to the camp, and I think they have upped it definitely. And as I said, yeah, it was very the way I see that is the way they finished the game last Sunday. So look at, I don't expect a massive difference from last year's match, to be quite honest. But that's, look at, as we said, you just don't know what. They're going to work out. You don't know on the day what's going to happen, and uh, but you have two really experienced teams. This, as as Limerick experience in their in their winning and Kilkenny are Kilkenny, and they just love going to Croke Park. It's not that the team is massively experienced, but there, there's so much in there anyway. But um, I just think again, it comes down to narrow margins, Robbie, and it does come down to the. I I just feel the half back line and half forward line on both sides. That's massive because we've got to we've got to break even in that situation at least uh, to have. A chance I think Thanks very much Michael for chatting with us anyway no doubt we'll be chatting to you before once again uh, just a quick word to mention as well to the footballers out in Crow Park as well will you be listening in you going up to it I'll be listening in yeah I won't be able to go to it Shane I have two lads from the borough there Edward Mylan and Tom Kenny I'd like to wish them the best of luck and to Christy Welsh I know Christy very well and I'd like to wish all the players and the management best of luck it's great to see it and you know they put in I know from the lads outside what kind of an effort they're after putting in over the last couple of months so fair play to them and you know they're flying the flag and, and they deserve great credit for that so I wish them all the best Thanks very much Michael we'll be chatting to you soon Take care lads thanks Two-time All-Ireland winner, Mr. Michael Walsh. We have a quick ad to break. Don't go anywhere. There's lots more still to come here on Scoreline. Welcome back now. The Kilkenny Intermediate Camogie team advanced to an All-Ireland semi-final that will take place tomorrow week, that's Saturday week, in Semple Stadium in Turles. They will be taking on Derry and you will be able to hear full live commentary of that match right here on KCLR. To look ahead to that game now, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the team's manager, Seamus Kelly. Seamus, how are you this evening? All good, thanks very much for yourself. Very good. Um, Seamus... This game now coming up against Derry, we will look forward to that, of course, but just to reflect on how you got here, first of all, it's been a really strong group stage campaign from your side this year, hasn't it? Yeah, look, in, in the championship it has been, and, you know, we, we, we had Dublin in our first game, then we had uh, Cork, and then we had Galway, and I suppose the first day against Dublin, you know, was a real eye-opener that championship has arrived when we were struggling the first half to get scores, but then we kind of found our feet and got a couple of goals, we were able to stretch it out. And then obviously meeting Cork in the second game. Then we previously met them three times in the in the league, one in the league stages. We went to a replay with them in the league final and then lost the replay. So this is a four time meeting them. Like and you know they were they were tipped to be the favourites to, to go all the way. And I suppose they got an eight point win over them in Open Callan in the second round, which is fantastic and fantastic for the girls for the effort they put in on that on that day. And then our final game, we travelled to Galway up to Kenny Park, and or, you know we played Galway in the first league game and earlier in the year we, we had a fairly comprehensive win over them but you know Galway really upped their, their game and improved a lot and but we still came out with a good um, a good victory there which allowed us to top the group so um, after that then we had to wait wait about three three or four weeks there until we knew what way the draw was going to go so even though we topped the group it wasn't a straight semi-final spot we actually ended up in a quarter final against Wexford there last uh, last weekend so 
And was that difficult, Seamus, to give us a bit of an insight in terms of you play your first three games in kind of the first three weeks of the competition itself. I think the first one against Dublin was the 27th of May and then it was the 3rd of June and then the 10th of June. So it was kind of three consecutive games in three weekends. And then you had to wait to see how it would pan out, whether it be into a semi-final or a quarter-final. Is that difficult as a management team to prepare or do you just have to use that gap between your last group game and the next knockout stage game to get in a hard kind of intensive three or four week period of training? Yeah, look, it, it can be it can be difficult, but I suppose all about how you you manage it, and you know, um, I suppose to give you a fair insight of our season so far, like from the league, we we played five to six games one after the other with a one week break. We played three Leinster games, we won the Leinster final, and then straight the championship three games after. So we build we build momentum the whole way through from early early um, early February to to where we are now. I suppose that four week period may not have suited us really well that well because we we kind of hit a lull period and we were trying as much as trying to keep training intense and get kind of in house games going or you know at one stage you got the seniors in against us it still doesn't really you know keep you you know a championship kind of um, ready if you get me you know so it was a challenge but it also allowed a good opportunity to work on things and see can other girls put up their hand for, for a starting place on, on, on the team as well so look it's it, it, was, it was hard but it kind of allowed us as well to get some some knocks somewhat sorted you know but look here I suppose you know in the end it worked out well for us because I think getting getting the game sooner like if we didn't get to a quarter final we could have ended up in the semi final you know next weekend which would have been a further two weeks which would have been kind of very hard to kind of get a team kind of you know well tuned in for us. I know in the immediate term the next question I'm going to ask isn't going to really bother you too much but just in terms of thinking you know beyond 2023 for Camogie generally do you think the schedule and the calendar needs to be looked at the fact that if he had have been drawn into a semi-final there would have been possibly a six week break between your last group stage game and an all in semi-final which as you just said is very very difficult to prepare for yeah, I suppose what kind of happened in our group too was, unfortunately, we know that Clare pulled out a, pulled out a championship and that, that game that we were scheduled to play um, probably would have broke up that waiting period. But probably what could have happened there was maybe because when Clare were known that they were gone, they could have maybe stretched out the fixtures in our group a small bit to try and maybe balance them out, you know. But look, unfortunately, that was the way it was. Again, it's, it's kind of hard to fit in so many games, you know. Like when you have the league, your provincial championship and in the All Ireland series, depending on who's in it, it can be hard to fit them in in the calendar year. Um, you wouldn't mind a break between some games because I suppose it's picked up from what I told you about our schedule for the last couple of months. It's been fairly week in, week out, you know. So, look, you know, if it could be stretched out an extra week or two, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. But look, it, there's obviously a lot of games to try, you know, factor in for a lot of for a lot of for a lot of other sports too, you know. So. And in the lead up to this semi-final, Seamus, if we move away from kind of maybe that bigger conversation, just in relation to Kilkenny, you you went through kind of your path to this last four encounter now with Derry, but the performances as well as the results, because the results are very eye-catching in terms of not many games were close until, or at least on the scoreboard, until that All-Ireland quarterfinal with Wexford, which he came out on top on by 11 points to 9. Does that suggest that your team has really been firing since the start of the All Ireland Championship because they are really eye catching results? Yeah, no, in fairness, like, you know, like the momentum we had from the league and the Leinster, we really started to, you know, find our groove. And as a management, we started to kind of start 
settle the team down a bit more because you just understand it was a brand new management this year and some a lot of new faces in with some experience so when championship came we were getting some good scores some good results and obviously the result against Cork you know really opened people's eyes to you know this Kilkenny Intermediate team has something to offer in, in, in this Intermediate Championship you know so those three games you know have, were, were very impressive wins you know not just for me looking in but even from you talking to people outside of it that you know it really kind of a few eyebrows were raised but from last weekend's game against Wexford you know we didn't play to the same tempo we played in those three games and in, in a way it can be a it could have been a steep learning curve because it could have been knocked out with quick but I think it taught us a lot that you know you have to be ready on any given day to, to empty the tank and give your all and you know I suppose last weekend luckily in the end we got over the line and now of course it is Derry because he did get over the line all are in semi-finals and we've been chatting about them in different kind of sports hurling camogie ladies football they're all about winning in terms of the preparation for this one is that what you'll be drilling into the panel or do you just have to look at performance and make sure that the performance takes care of itself and then the result will come look everyone saying go look semi-finals for winning whether you win by a point or you win by 10 but the preparation is going to be simple from our point of view it reflects on how we got here and some of the tough games we played all year that you know we have gained a lot of experience from those games but it's also to appreciate that like the likes of Derry for example were a senior um, inter-county team not too long ago and they're the first team they're a senior team within their county like Mead and like Westmead and they have ambitions to become you know senior ranked um, by the end of this year and considering we're the only second team left in it we can be the ones that can stop one of those three teams left in, in achieving that so like our, our preparation is going to be getting the best out of ourselves and we set ourselves a goal to go as far as we can on, on this journey um, Derry are you know they're an experienced team and the, the the bit of what I know about them anyway, they have you know they have some some very good players and you know the Schlockneil club up there, you know they're they're, they're a serious outfit so yeah. they're going to bring that physicality you know that that bit of football fitness that that bit of movement you know and they've been putting up some pretty impressive scores too you know like they've been finding the back of the net as well so like, it's it's going to be it's going to be a massive challenge uh, you know um, on the 22nd but I think from last weekend after kind of regrounding the Kilkenny group again and from trainings we've had so far and stuff and the preparation over next week I think you know we're going to go out there and we're going to give a roll I don't think there's going to be any doubt about it that they're going to, they're going to try they're going to die with their boots on as I say next weekend and if it goes our way excellent we move on and if it doesn't well we're going to make sure that if if Derry do do be if that are going to have to earn just a final one on that match Seamus we, we spoke there a bit about kind of the magnitude of an All-Ireland semi-final can you as a manager look forward to it and do you think the players can look forward to it I know I think they can I think they can I think they can yeah because um, really all we're doing is focusing on the front at the moment and the next thing is our next training session we're focusing on that and as we train we enjoy, we enjoy the build up too you know and obviously as the, the game gets closer the, ner- the nerves start kicking in and you know but we've been in plenty of situations this year you know we were in a we were in a league final that went to a replay we were in a Leinster final where we didn't get our way in the first half last weekend the game was won in the last in the last few minutes you know so we've had plenty of learning experience this year that should 
stand to us next next weekend, you know. And semi-finals are a hard place to play in because obviously they don't go your way. It's a it's a lonely place afterwards. But I think there's this this group of girls have have, have so much in them. There's so much potential that you know I just want to help them showcase that on the big stage all going well, you know. Because I think this group of girls are are very deserving of a, a chance to win an All Ireland title this year. It's been brilliant to see the run that you've gone on, but maybe something that hasn't been as great to witness this year is the fact that the players have felt the need to play under protest. A lot of people would say rightfully so, including myself, I, I have to say. What's your take on that, Seamus? Is it a kind of a sad situation and a damning indictment of how the players have been treated, the fact that they feel as though they have to take this action this year? Yeah, it is, you know, because... You have to look at it too that the girls at the same time are trying to go out to try focus on winning the game, and obviously as you prepare going into a game, you can have distractions. And I'm not saying it's a distraction by any means. They're trying to get their message out there, and you're fully behind them 100%. But you know, I, I think in the last couple of days, you know, when you're just following the the tweets from the GPA, Camogie Association, LGFA, and the JA, that you know there, there is there is all the branches been handed out now. But I think it's time that you know to just you know bite the bullet and just get into a room and start talking. About and start making progress because that's all people want to see is at least the conversation starting. You know, I think all this tweeting over and back has to come to an end now and just get some representatives into a room and start crashing it out. But like, I have to say, in regard to like the Kilkenny in general, like the Kilkenny JA have been brilliant, and especially Shane McCready within the Kilkenny Hurlers has been fantastic to me over the last couple of weeks, helping me with you know getting getting into different pitches and the youth have done more on that. Like, so I can't fault Kilkenny whatsoever. You know what I mean? So I do think there's many counties out there helping to try help helping their the Camogie or the ladies footballers the best they can. But I think that we need the, the you know the big people at the top now to to lead the way. You know and get into that room and just get some sort of charter drafted and just get the conversation going. And just a final one on that, Seamus. As you said there, I think a lot of people have said the fact that Kilkenny Camogie have treated their players impeccably throughout all of this and throughout previous years as well. But just generally, do you have an understanding of how poorly treated some inter-county players are in other counties? You will be aware of it, especially when when you're um, I'm involved in third level colleges with with DCU the last two years, and when you hear the different conversations from from different players from different counties, you get a real feel of kind of how lucky some some teams are, how unfortunate some others, you know. And th- those other counties it may not be their fault necessarily that they can't provide what Sitka Kenny's can provide, because it can come down to you know that that financial support. At the end of the day, it comes down to money, you know, and having some sort of funding there to help to help get 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 those. Things and the only way to get it is to get those conversations going, you know. But I do think if, you know, as I said before, if we can just get the first step by getting into a room and just get a conversation going, it's not going to be an easy process. It's not going to be a you know flip the switch and everything is going to happen straight away. Just get the conversations going, and I think you know down the road we can see we can see a lot of progress and uh, you know we can see all our organisations coming together. Seamus Kelly brilliant to chat to you as always thanks for joining me on the show this evening and best wishes with the All-Ireland semi-final in 8 days time thanks very much ok thank you that is Kilkenny Intermediate Camogie Manager Seamus Kelly looking ahead to the All-Ireland semi-final against Derry which as I just said will be on in 8 days time in Semple Stadium in Turles with a full live commentary of that game right here on KCLR after the break I'll be catching up with our resident Carlo hurling expert Terence Kelly to look ahead to tonight's Carlo Senior Hurling Championship match between Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins Ed 
as I said there, we're going to look at the run to the championship, but or to the All Ireland semi final. But first of all, to be back in an All Ireland semi final, I presume it's exactly where you wanted to be before a ball was kicked at the start of the year. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose look, that's that's always our our aim to get there. Like you said, look, um, I don't think any Carlow team has yet got past to get in an All Ireland semi final to get to the final. So look, that's 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 our far, first priority to get there every year. And see, can we try and build on it now in next weekend? The run to it, Ed, it's been really good, particularly the last two results after that opening round defeat to Fermanagh. And last weekend as well, securing your place in the last four with the victory at home to London in Netwatch Cullen Park. I spoke to you before that game. Are you happy with the last two performances and two results being at home? Yeah, no, look, as I said, coming off the back of the Fermanagh game now, I suppose it wasn't our best performance. But the last two games, we really, really started to show it. The first half against Derry obviously wasn't wasn't the greatest but I think look that gave us a bit of a kick on that we needed and the second half against Derry and, and most of the game the last day we seemed to start playing our, our game as I was saying the whole time we said we want to play our game we did that and and you know we had an 8 point victory against London but I think we were you know we felt like all through the game that we were the better team and we, we deserved our, our margin of victory in the end Is that what has pleased you the most in the second half against Derry and then probably the whole way through against London, the fact that you're not just coming out on top, but you feel in control and relatively comfortable within the games? Yeah, and and that's that's the exact same thing. Like, Look, I know London came back to us, uh, to Bras, put in three points, in in numerous points in the game, but I don't think the game ever felt like it was out of our control. We we were always going to be the better team um, when we were playing the game. That's what it felt like, and, you know, we, we... pushed ourselves on the game. Rather than allowing London and Derry to push us around the place, we decided that we were going to dictate the pace of the game. And that's what happened and, and consequently we were we showed that, you know, when we do that we can we can get over most opponents and hopefully it's going to be the same the next day again. Is that the biggest thing that you learned from the opening round defeat against Fermanagh Ed, the fact that once this team is proactive rather than reactive, you'll see the best of them? Hundred percent. Like we, we're not the kind of team who can who can afford to sit back and draw a team on us, and you know, and and stay in the game and drive on. We need to go from the outset and take teams on because when we do that, we play our best football. You know, when we're on the front foot, we play our best football. Yeah, look, you have to be realistic and you have to you have to be a little bit defensive at times, but you can be defensive while being on the front foot. And we, and that's that's what we do best: press, press high, press them all over the pitch. Yeah, you know what? We'll probably give away a couple more opportunities than what we would like, but we're creating more opportunities than we're giving away, which is the main aim at the end of the day. And also, when you couple the performances with the fact that you were playing under the pressure of having to win following that opening round defeat to Fermanagh, the Derry game as well, but particularly that final round game against London, knowing it was all on the line, you must have been incredibly impressed with the performance level of your team, considering that fact. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, and look, that's that's where we've improved dramatically. It, you know, in in recent times, now we would have that pressure would have got to us, and we would have, you know, we would have just naturally sat back and hoped to win rather than making ourselves in. But look, at the other side of it, last year we bet for Mana, and we we seem to have peaked at that stage. Bet Derry and lost to London. This year, you know, we didn't play great against for Mana, and we lost, and we bet Derry, and now we're playing London, or we played London, and we got a little bit better. So we're hoping that we're, we're peaking just in time now for the semi-final and final hopefully to come. That semi-final of course is against Down. The last two years I know you weren't involved in 2021 but defeats to Antrim in both years in the semi-final there must be a huge determination for yourself personally but also within the panel to get over this semi-final hurdle. 
Yeah, exactly. Look, I suppose it's trying to get the monkey off the back, as I said. Like, you know, we just want to get Carlo ladies football to an Ireland final. It's something that hasn't been achieved yet, and I suppose that's well, that's what's lingering in the back of people's minds. Look, I said Antrim last year. Yeah, look, we can see how good Antrim are now this year during the Ireland intermediate final. Down or after coming down from intermediate, you know, they're I think they finished fourth in Division Three, so there's going to be no pushovers. But the one thing we have against Down is we've no history against them. We've no fear of them. You know, they have the girls haven't played them. You know, so there's no there's not there's nothing in the back of their heads to to worry about. We're just going out to play another game, and as I said, as long as we try and play our game, we're confident enough we can come out on top. I remember last year, Ed, your final round game as well, if I'm not mistaken, in the group stage was at home to London also but you didn't have as much on the line I think you were kind of true and you lost it but you still got into a semi-final do you feel as though actually the fact that you did have to win the last two games in the group and they were must-win games and you could not afford anything less than a victory do you think that will stand to you going into an All-Ireland semi-final where it is the same situation? Yeah, no, definitely, 100%. Because as you said last year I think we, we were able to lose last year to London by five or six points but look in the back of our head as you said, it wasn't, you didn't have to go all out. Whereas the last two games, now we've had to go all out. So we're playing down in another game that we've got to go all out. You know, so we're we're, we're practicing for the situation that's going to come up ahead of us. So like, you know, look, and that's all we want to do is, as I said, the girls in their mind now, they've been playing two games where they've been under pressure. So the next game is going to be no different. And Ed, obviously these games are taking place as they normally do, but something that's not quite normal about them is the fact that the ladies Gaelic footballers, as well as the Camogie players, of course, are playing a lot of this season under protest. What have you made of that, considering you're on the inside of it, rather than maybe somebody like myself looking from the outside? Yeah, look, I suppose all, all, all the players want is equality. You know, they want the exact same as what the men men are getting and you know as and I suppose look people will say there's not as much revenue or not as much spectators but it was a very very good point made there at one of our meetings was you know the Tyrone hurlers get the exact same as the Tyrone footballers you know they mightn't get as much support as the Tyrone footballers so that's all that's all the girls are looking for is the same thing they're all under you know even though they're not under the same umbrella everybody's playing the exact same game so all they want is the same equality look the, the Carroll County Board is every other county board they're trying to do their best and give all the possible facilities and, and resources that are at their disposal but the ladies football county board you know there's not there's not as much money in the game so they, there needs to be centrally money come, in, come into the county boards and into the thing to be able to fund all these different facilities and things so that the girls can just play at the level they want to you know as I said in the men's game if people travelling all around the country you know, and they get their expenses. We've girls travelling from Sligo, Cork, Dublin, all over, and they said they're out of pocket doing it, and they're probably out of a lot of money from travelling around all year. Never mind, you know, food and facilities and everything like that alone. So look, it's just, I suppose, it's just in fairness that that that's all everybody's looking for is a little bit of fairness that it can get a, a start on trying to get equality, you know, for everybody. Do you think equality realistically now? I, I do you think that equality will come? before the Camogie Association, the Ladies Gaelic Football Association and the GA combine? Or is that feasible? Yeah, it's a good question. I suppose Tom Ryan in, in the committee meeting the last day said, you know, they're willing to help when the LGFA and the Camogie ask. Um, so I, I, I think it is. I, I do actually think it is. It is possible. Look, the integration mightn't happen for five or six years. You know, but I suppose for 2024, look, the girls and everybody's looking for a charter. Yeah, it mightn't be absolutely perfect starting off, 
but it, it's a start. But I, I do think before the integration happens, I, I do think equality will happen in, the, in this regard. I spoke to one of your players, one of your star players, of course, Clean and Niche, and she mentioned the fact that they just feel like they're forced into a situation to do this. Do you feel as though the players are at breaking point now and they just have to get something to change? 100%. Like, look, uh, we might as well say it straight out. If they didn't, nobody was going to do anything. That's that's the yeah. thing. You know, it was going to go on the same as normal because they're just, oh, they're happy out playing. But they have to they have to go and do this they have to take the stand because that's the only way they're going to get equality in in this in this regard like we all agree with which the the protests and everything that's gone on with all the managers that we meet every week to discuss it to to and every aspect of it but you know i do think if they don't you know nothing is going to change and as we see so far it's getting good traction you know around the country i think there's there's talks of have be, have begun to start but at the same time you know talking is easy so until we actually see action and we actually see a charter in place you know I think the protest is going to have to continue Just to end on a good note Ed of course Carlo are back in the semi-finals as we have been discussing what would a victory and a place in an all-earned final in Crow Park mean for you personally but also for the entire county and for ladies football within Carlo? Oh well look for ladies football and the entire county it would be massive it said look we haven't in Carlo ladies we haven't managed to get to an Ireland final yet so this would be a first so it would be really really big it would be a big boost you know sport and character there's so many different uh, aspects between soccer camogie and ladies football you know at the same time we're trying to push our sport so that would be a really really big advantage for the girls as I said they've been in Ireland finals the last two years they just want to push to get over the line they're working really really hard and for myself look to play in, or to, to manage in Crow Park would be absolutely phenomenal. You know, I, I'm not going to understate that. That's where we all want to manage, you know, on our, our Ireland final day. So it'd be absolutely superb. Ed Burke, thanks for stopping by as always and best wishes in nine days' time in the All Ireland semi final against Down. Thanks, Robbie. Perfect. That was Carlo, ladies football manager Ed Burke, catching up with me as he looks ahead to the All Ireland semi final. As I just mentioned, they are facing Down at 2 pm on Sunday week in the semi final. <laughs> I'm here at the end of the Kilkenny District League's AGM and I'm with Chairman Rob Higton. Uh, Rob, obviously with the AGM, it is the end of another season and a new season is starting. How do you reflect on your first year as Chairman of the Kilkenny District League? Yeah, look, it's been a a challenging year. Um, We went into the unknown, really, because a lot of us have never served on the, the Kilkenny District League Committee before. Um, so our whole, whole really the idea of the whole season was for us to, to learn and see what can be improved, what works, what doesn't work. We know the schoolboys leagues are very, very strong. We just feel that perhaps the junior leagues is, is what needs tweaking. And this under 17, under 19 age groups is a difficult age group to, to, to manage. And that's something that we, we spoke about this evening. And what is the situation with those leagues now? Has there been any change made tonight or is it going to be kicked down the road a bit further? Yeah, look, tonight um, there was a motion put in uh, by ourselves and by Lions that the under-17s league and the under-19s league would change to an under-18 league. Um, that was passed uh, on, the, on the proviso 
um, and it was recommended by several clubs that perhaps we still retain an under-17 league. So we go 16, 17, 18 rather than 16, 17, 19. And we said we would discuss that at the, at the first council meeting in August. And in terms of the structure of the league itself, Rob, trustees were involved in the past am I correct in saying you're trying to come away from that and move more towards a limited company yeah yeah look um, you know most most uh, clubs are going down the the company limited by guarantee route uh, and I would like to see the the Kilkenny District League go the same way uh, it adds more structure to the organisation it's better for grants in the future um, and also then you 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 can change committees and you're not spending a lot of money legally by changing deeds on, on, on say, our own asset, Turdemus Park. It would cost probably at the minute in the region of €1,600 Euros to, just to change names um, and move the asset from one name to another. And a lot of people listening in, of course, would be interested in Durdemus Park. Could you bring us up to date on the situation with the stadium? Yeah, look, uh, our, our senior trustee, Donny Butler, tonight sort of mentioned that uh, Buckley Park is something that the Kilkenny District League, uh, the, the old committee, was was looking to try and bring back into operation. Um, I, you know, I, I've been party to some of those talks myself. Um, and you have a situation there where there's two trustees that are left that effectively own Buckley Park, um, but it's very, very hard to to get anything out of the two of them to, to in order for us to to progress and, and try and do something with Buckley Park. It's, it's such a shame to see a great stadium like that sitting there idle and, and, and going to ruin. Is that a point of frustration for the committee and also is it something that you have made a priority moving forward to try and deal with Buckley Park? I would love to see something happen with Buckley Park, but it, but it, quite frankly, it's not something to do with with ourselves. You know, our asset there is Durdemus Park. Um, we have nothing to do with Buckley Park. That was the old Kilkenny City, as you know. Um, but but we would love to be involved if if we could get our hands on the stadium. I think it would be fantastic to to to, to bring Kilkenny football into the the old stadium. And. Just in terms of your coming into the 2023-24 season, now that will be your first full season as a management committee. What are your big hopes for it? You mentioned the underage grade there, but is there anything in particular that players or any kind of stakeholders can look out for for the upcoming season? Yeah, I, I think you know we had some great success there at inter-county level with our under-12 boys team. They they won a national tournament for the for the first time in Kilkenny's history. We uh, we came first. We won the uh, Kennedy Cup plate, uh, which was the second competition. We were extremely unlucky in the actual cup, the, the, the main trophy. Um, we, we went out on penalties in the semi-finals. So I'd like to see that that progress further uh, and see that our grassroots soccer is is progressing. Um, I think our junior uh, soccer, you know, is kind of dominated by by, by the two clubs. Uh, and, and we want to try and see more of the country clubs challenging for for the league. We feel that by uh, changing the leagues to a three-tier structure, it will slowly improve the standard of, of clubs uh, and, and hopefully uh, by playing more matches and clubs uh, readjusting to a new standard, um, it, it may benefit everybody in the long run.
And very finally, Rob, uh, the Treasurer, Pascal Bergen, issued his Treasurer's report tonight. What are the finances of the league like? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the moment, the, 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 the funds on paper seem like we're, we're very, very healthy. Um, the reality is, um, as we said at the, the beginning of this interview, it's our first season. We needed to understand how much it costs to run the league. So, so we're reckoning that um, the Junior League is costing around 43000 a year to run. Um, and with affiliation fees, uh, we're pulling in about 32000 So you can see that there's a big gap there. We're proposing to bridge that gap by slowly introducing a, a, a small increase next year in affiliation fees. The Schoolboys League is the one with, with Kennedy Cups and Gainer Cups. There's a huge cost element involved there. Uh, and that's running around the same, around 43000 to run that league. So we had two years of COVID. It, it knocked out the finances completely in the, the Kilkenny District League. Uh, and we're now trying to keep some money there and uh, and do a bit more development in Durdemus Park. I've been Shane O'Keefe and this has been Scoreline Extra. You can hear the show live every Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 6. And on Friday, Robbie Dowlin presents a scoreline from 6 to 7 while Martin Quilty gets us in a warm down mode and looks back at all the action every Monday from 6 to 7, only here on KCLR. For now, I've been Shane O'Keefe. Stay safe, stay safe, and remember your sound out.